Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for our podcast, Let's Talk Recovery. My name's Aaron and this is Caleb and we're just grateful that you guys are, are here with us today as we continue. Uh, we do want to remind you that, man, you can find us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, YouTube, your favorite uh, podcast platform is hopefully you know right now because you're listening on it, um, just to continue to, to connect with us um, as we just uh, continue this journey. So today um, we're gonna we're gonna continue. We're on episode six here, and uh, last week was a bit of a struggle. You know, as we talked about responsibility. Hopefully, you were able to to check that out. If you didn't, we encourage you to go back to last week's episode. It's it's a paramount um, just uh, point in our recovery journey. No matter where you're at, it is learning to take responsibility for the things that we've done. Um, so now, as we move forward um, today. We're going to talk about uh, root cause, um, which is a which is a really big thing. Um, and uh, as a typical of me, I'm going to pass over the difficult part to Caleb of of just kind of explaining what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So for the five of you that are still hanging with us after last episode, <laughs> today we're talking about uh, our, to realize that uh, a lot of what we, what. Are, what we struggle with is is a symptom of what our root what our root causes, and so we'll talk about that here in a second. But so, kind of our action item is to know and understand that in most cases, the things I do slash abuse to make myself feel better, either drugs, alcohol, gambling, whatever, is a result of a deeper root cause. And so, what we're talking about there is that a root cause is is the the actual reason for. Uh, how we feel, and so we talked to uh, see a couple couple episodes, a couple few episodes ago about how we have, you know, our our, our humans as human beings, our main motivations are, are to either um, pursue pleasure to avoid pain, and so a lot of times when we're, when we're engaging whatever our struggle is, the struggle itself, whether it said it be alcoholism or drugs or food or uh, you know even like some things like social media. There's all sorts of things that, that can do this. What we're doing is we're trying to change the way we feel, and the way we feel is due to the root cause that we're we're going to be talking about here in a minute. And so that's uh, that that thing, whatever that thing is for you, and it can be more than one thing. That's what eventually can lead to those destructive habits. Um, and so, in the way that that happens, we get a little sciencey here. Is uh, that we have we have hormones in our body, right? And the, our hormones. One of the main ones is called dopamine, and it's, our, it's what we call our feel-good hormone. And a lot of things in our world today, and actually, I mean, a lot of things in our world today intentionally are geared toward triggering our dopamine response. They want to make us feel good, because if it makes us feel good, our natural inclination is to, it's to do more of that thing. And so the obvious ones, again, you know, drugs, alcohol, those things obviously affect our brains on a chemical level, but some more less obvious things is that they've done studies and found that uh, social media will trigger our dopamine response. So going on uh, Instagram or Facebook and, and getting likes or shares, trying to go viral, those uh, people who, who do that, or they, they, you get a dopamine response by going on and, you know, if you've shared a picture of your latest meal or whatever it is you share on <laughs> those things and, and you notice that you start to get a lot of likes or, or whatever it is on the social, I'm starting to sound like an old man, like whatever, whatever it is on that <laughs> internet thing. But those, those likes and shares, when you get those, your, your body actually gets a mild, a mild dopamine response to that. And that can become addictive and, and, and you, We've actually seen that where people are becoming addicted to social media because of that sort of thing. Uh, sugar is another one. Sugar, 
stimulates a lot of the pleasure centers in our brain, the same kind of pleasure centers in our brain that a lot of other types of drugs do. And that makes us feel good. And that's why we engage in that thing because it's making us feel good and it's changing the way we feel. Is that why I occasionally take a swig of maple syrup? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could be taking a swig of something else. I don't know. That's, I guess that's. What's well, the real maple syrup? It kind of looks like a whiskey bottle <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, it's a little more runny than, than the corn syrup that, that most people buy. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. Occasionally I, I may go to the pantry and just take a drink of it. So. Well, as long as it doesn't come to dominate your life. <laughs> <laughs> Moderation is the key. Yeah. Well, I only take about a swig a week. So. Okay, that's you know. good. That's good. Um, so whether it be Facebook, maple syrup, alcohol, <laughs> drugs, whatever it is that you're struggling with, those things, again, are an attempt for you to – it's a symptom of the cause. And the cause is what's making us – like you said, we're, we're feeling – typically we're feeling bad about something. And so, so like for me, for instance, uh, my a real common condition that I have that – you know, that I try to change is stress, right? My, my kids stress me out. Uh, other, you know, uh, you know, driving stress me out. People who drive slow in the left lane, like that makes me homicidal. And I, you know, like, <laughs> so I have to, you know, I have to figure out a way to, to, to moderate those emotions and that feeling in that state. And so a lot of times if I'm coming from a, a stressful situation, man, my, my desire is to go eat something, you know, it's to eat something, especially something sweet, you know, candy, chocolate, uh, those kinds of things because it, it will instantly change the way I feel it'll make me feel better and that is my goal and that's as a, as a human being again that's at a, at a kind of a subconscious level we all want to just we want to not feel pain and we want to feel pleasure you know and if we can just or if we can just kind of be in the middle of those things that's fine so if we're feeling if we're feeling bad if we can just get to kind of a, a neutral that's that's good enough and so um, today like so we're going to talk about that we want you the goal here with today's lesson or today's episode is to understand that whatever your struggle is is a symptom and it's not the problem and that we've got to solve that what that root cause is now this is actually one of my favorite concepts in, in recovery just to kind of understand because um man it's 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 again it's paramount um, i feel like all of our steps are paramount um so me know. too <laughs> <laughs> but uh um you know for the longest time again you know my my story was was addiction um that that was my struggle um drugs alcohol um very, very much so and and i tell people that that i counsel now um that that it's that it's a, it's a symptom of what's going on that that what we're here to do um, believe it or not as a recovery ministry is not to directly teach you to cope with your addiction because that's not going to fix you that's not going to to get you to a place of freedom um because you know it's it's not the cause it's not what's underneath um and so when we talk about root cause i mean just tie it to um what a root is it's it's under the surface you you don't necessarily see it directly you know when i go around um in my past when i would you know get plastered that's what people saw and they saw that as my problem aaron's drunk again he's um, a lot of words I can't say publicly right now. And they would use those to describe me. Um, and it's like, you've got a drinking problem. Uh, well, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, that, that it's manifested this way. Um, but 
but the the real problem was a little deeper down and so if i wanted to fix this surface surface level issue which may be glaring it may be self-destructive it may be you know my my matchbook and my can of gasoline um but as much as um, it's detrimental to my life. That's not where I needed to start. We need to push past that and we need to go under the surface and say, well, what, what is X, Y, and Z that, that's causing you um, to, to want to be a drunken um, butt? You know, what, 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 what is that? Or, or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's funny, sometimes in my relationship, like today, uh, not today, today, but today in my relationship, generally speaking, um, there's times, um, Caleb and I were actually kind of talking offline about this, that that I go through my family just rampaging about stuff, um, and it has nothing to do with them. It can just be the fact that, that I had a breaking point, and I've decided that, that all the messes and clutter in the house um, are, are a major problem. Now, it's funny that they're not typically a major problem, but they are today now well, why is that is it is it the stuff that's laying around absolutely not it's all the other stress and stuff that i've allowed to pile up in my life and then i've reached a breaking point and now i'm raging through the house griping at everybody about things that i do myself um and it's it's a symptom it's a symptom of the fact that i haven't handled stress in my life properly and and now i'm taking it out on everyone around me and um and in our, our struggles um whatever that may be uh, again, is a result of something below. Another example I have is uh, you may be broke. Um, being broke is not your problem necessarily. Um, the fact that you spend all your money on Amazon might be your problem. Is that your root cause? <laughs> and that may not, that, that, that's not even your problem. You're spending all your money on Amazon. Guess what? There's nothing below that too that's causing you. <laughs> so you, you got to begin to trace these things back. I'm broke. That, that's a symptom. What's it a symptom of? It's a symptom of the fact I'm spending all my money on Amazon. Well, what's that a symptom of? Well, it's, it's, it's here where when I buy stuff, it makes me feel valued. You know, it brings my self-worth up. Well, what's that? Well, that's because I bought into a lie. That, that I need things um, to make me feel special. I, I need to keep up with the Joneses per se, you know? Um, so we've got to, again, we've got to start somewhere and work our way back and figure out what is the thing that's driving this behavior, that's driving these decisions. Because 10 times out of 10, it's not what everybody sees. Um, it's not. It's um, I, I personally have never ran into somebody that that was actually the problem. There's, there's something below. Uh, and I... And we've got we've to dig down deep. Um, we've got to figure out what, what these core motivations are. What are these things that we've bought into um, that are giving, getting us off base and begin to address those. And again, that's why here at Recovery, our goal is not to treat your addiction. It's to get at the core beliefs, um, the heart of the issue, um, to help you get biblical truth because um, first and foremost, we believe here that as we center your lives around Jesus and, and line these things up, that it'll begin to have a domino effect in your life where these things will work themselves out. That um, if, if we get you here, <laughs> eventually the addiction will will take care of itself as, as you've handled all these other wounds and stuff. And so we've got to get below the surface. We've got to dig down deep and address these things. Yeah, and that's... There's 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 kind of two different levels of, of that root cause. There's uh, one like I was talking about earlier, right? The, the you know with me is stress, right? That's that's something that happens, right? Everybody we all experience stress, and actually the way our bodies are designed and the way our culture is designed are kind of are at war with each other. Um, you know we we have a 
another hormone it's called cortisol that that's our stress hormone that, that gets released and we uh, in today's you know in back in the day you know however many hundreds of years ago thousands of years ago whichever which way you want to believe on that uh, you know more primitive people we're not supposed to have a cortisol a response all the time you know you that that's supposed to be a short-term experience that we we're, we're supposed to have well but, i'm supposed to be fulfilled <laughs> 24 hours a that day is, that is true yeah that that's what culture tells me that, that. is <laughs> yeah so so what it, what it does now though is that before it was you know you would you wouldn't you know run into the saber-toothed tiger or you know woolly mammoth or whatever and then you would spear it to death and, and that would be the end of it and then you'd go about your day and, and not experience that stress but now um we're, we're constantly bombarded with stressors and so our cortisol response is constantly going and so even the the thought of x y and z right if you sit and you ruminate on on um, negative experiences or negative possibilities, negative outcomes. If you just think about the worst case scenario all the time, that will trigger, even though you're not actually experiencing those things, that'll trigger that cortisol response. And so you feel this extreme stress. And so, which like you were just talking about, we're supposed to, you know, society tells us we need to be comforted and, and, and comfortable uh, and, you know, all of our wildest dreams need to be coming true all the time. At the same time, culture does that to us at the same, while we're also experiencing constant stress. And so that, that's just like a perfect storm for an addiction, you know, for addictions to happen because culture is giving us, uh, is feeding us things to change the way we feel while at the same time we're, we're constantly needing to change the way we feel because we're under this constant stressors of, of work, you know, our work, our work days and, and our, you know, little league games and all, all of the, all our schedules and all the things that we feel like compelled to do and our, our constant 24 hour news cycle, all these things that are social causing, status. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's social media, you know, that where we're comparing ourselves to the Joneses all the time. And so we're, we're constantly feeling that. And except in the meantime, we have, you know, just the, the, a never ending buffet of ways to change the way we feel while feeling the need to change the way we feel. So there's that, there's kind of the surface level, but then at the root level, what we're talking about, uh, what we focus on first here is that, you know, there's there's a significant event in your past that has happened or, or events, you know, traumas. Um, there's a lack of purpose. There's a lack of uh, a sense of belonging or there's a lack of uh, feeling loved, you know, because of, you know, you've had a bad, uh, you had a bad childhood, you had lack of, you know, proper parental relationships, uh, other bad relationships, that kind of thing. Um, significant trauma, uh, the, those kinds of things somewhere deep in our past that continue to manifest themselves into, into negative emotions and negative states today. And, and so, yeah, like Aaron was talking about, we, we don't, we're not focused on so much the stopping the drinking, because if we do that and we don't deal with this other thing that's, that's deep rooted in, inside of you, then you'll just, you'll just fulfill that in another way. And we've seen that. I've seen it a number of times in recovery where somebody's like, oh, you know, what, uh, a real common one that we'll run into is people who are like addicted to meth and they'll, they'll get off meth and, and become raging alcoholics. You know, because I took that route. Yeah, because <laughs> they have you know one you know some there's there's a genetic component. Some of us just have, kind of have a, a, an addictive personality where where we, where you have a tendency to latch onto things. 
but two, if we don't solve that, that deep-seated need of fulfillment, of purpose, of worth, of love, of whatever it is that you have, uh, a few episodes ago I was talking about C.S. Lewis calls it that God-shaped hole inside of ourselves, right? A lot of people are just looking for meaning. and they're Identity look- and purpose. Yeah, they're looking at, and unfortunately, they're looking at, for it in the wrong place, which is culture or society today, and, and that is just bereft of any sort of meaning or purpose. Um, and, and so they're, they're coming up empty, and so now they're trying to fill it with, with whatever it is that can make them feel better. And it's just going con- to, they're going to constantly need that um, because they're not finding uh, any sort of long-term or s- sustaining purpose or love or worth or that kind of thing that you would find like with Jesus Christ. So um, like I said, there's kind of those two levels. There's a deep-seated, rooted one that, that's linked to some sort of significant trauma or events that maybe in our past or maybe, you know, not so far in our past, maybe somewhat, somewhat more current. And then there's kind of the, the daily, the daily grind stuff. And in both cases, we, we work through that in our program is that we'll, you know, we kind of focus on that main one first, but then we also look at, you know, triggers and ways to avoid and replace some of these bad habits with more productive ways to do things. Yeah, I mean, so when we're talking about a root cause, when we're talking about um, realizing that there's something underneath, uh, it's really asking yourself, why do I need to change the way I feel? You know, and and it takes a lot of self-evaluation um, and self-awareness uh, when we're talking about journeying through this. Because um, like Caleb said, if, if you fail to do this, um, what you'll do is you'll, you'll remove um, problem A and replace it with problem B. Um, and, and I did that. I went, I went from drugs, I never drank alcohol, to I became a full-blown alcoholic. And then I tried to call that a win. And, and it's just not, I mean, and the problem was that, that I didn't fix anything, I just switched problems. And so we have to get beneath it. And it can manifest in so many ways. Um, I, I see this a lot with uh, some other recovery programs um, in our community. Um, I was going to say it, A-A-N-A, um, and because they don't actually address what what's below the surface and they have this program, these people become dependent on the program itself. And so they replace their, their addiction with a program, and that's all well and good until the program fails. Um, you get you get wounded by somebody there, um, your sponsor or accountability partner upsets you, or, or you do something wrong and you've got to turn your back on the program for a season, or maybe a holiday comes up and you miss your, you know, your hundredth meeting for the week and um, your whole world collapses. Well, it's because you've only dealt with surface level things. You've switched your problem um, for, for a program which will only take you so far and then the moment that it's not there for you, well, you have to go back to your problem because the root cause is still there. All you did is, is kind of switch the, how you're handling it and what you're dealing with it, what you've put there. And so the moment that that's not there, if you haven't dealt with it, you'll just go back to another problem, even if you replace it with something healthy. Um, I see this actually sometimes with working out too. Um, and nothing against people who work out other than the fact that I hate you all because um, you make <laughs> me look bad. But... <laughs> um, but you know they'll 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 manifest um, their their problems manifest and just they become gym junkies and at the expense and, and they're, again there's there's honestly nothing wrong with being healthy it's a good thing um, but when it's a detriment to your relationships um, you know your your wife doesn't see you because you get off work and you spend the rest of your time at the gym and yeah you're super swole and that's great and all but um, your marriage is going down the tubes well is that a good thing 
heck no, it's not a good thing. It's, it's, it's a bad thing. So what's wrong with you? What's, what's your need to, to, you know, going around looking like a brick wall? I mean, it's, it's – <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah. anytime we're taking things to an extreme, um, whether they can be good or bad, um, that's evidence that there's something below the surface that, that we're not meant to do that. It's okay to be healthy. It's okay maybe to do some of these things. It's okay to go to, to other programs um, and, and to, to seek recovery that way. Um, but if you've taken it to the extreme, there's an issue. There, there's a problem. There's something below the surface, no matter what it is. Um, and that's what we need to get at. We need to begin to, to be self-aware, to self-evaluate. Why am I doing this? You know, Why am I spending every waking hour at the gym? Why do I need to go to 100 meetings a week? Um, and I got news for you. Um, God, God didn't intend for you to have to be stuck that way for the rest of your life. If you're 20 years in sobriety and you can't miss a meeting this week, you're missing something. There's something you need to handle. Um, if you're, you're 10 years in your marriage and, and you're treating your wife like trash or treating your husband like trash, there's something below the surface. Um, it's not just them, it's you. Um, you know, begin to, to figure out what's going on and get below the surface on these issues and begin to get healthy. Um, and, and figure out what's going on. Yeah, you know, I'd, um, you're talking about working out. I'm a I'm a triathlete, and uh, in the endurance world, you do see a lot of uh, recovering addicts. They attach themselves to that that particular type of workout because because it is so. You know, you have to do so much of it. Yeah. You know, and especially if you get into the really long distances and things like that, that a lot of like I said, you'll see a lot of recovering addicts because you can be addicted to exercise. And, and nobody thinks anything of that, you know, it's like, oh, I gotta, you know, what are you doing? I'm, I'm running or biking and swimming and like all the time. And, oh, that's good. You know, it's like, no, all you. the time. I'm doing it all the time. It's like, <laughs> like well, I haven't seen my kids in three weeks. That's right. It seems excessive. Well, see, that's why I do it is so I don't, I can get out of the house and not get in trouble. Like <laughs> my wife's not going to be like, no, you can't oh. improve your physical fitness. <laughs> so, but I get to be on my bike for an hour without children and, noise and that kind of thing but <laughs> anyway maybe i should become a triathlete <laughs> um yeah you, you definitely is uh so so yeah but you know like everyone was talking about and why i was bringing that up is yeah if, if we don't deal with that 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 thing that's there then we're, we are we're just going to replace it with something else and, and and replacing it with something healthy you know is good if as long as it's not too taken to an extreme but yeah the, this idea that you know kind of and, and it's very it is very prevalent in recovery and, I, and i've never kind of understood that which again one of the reasons we come up with our own is that there's this idea like you know it's like well once an addict always an addict and i have to I have to, you know, be married to this program and I have to do this thing forever. And I mean, I guess if, if, if we're just going to have to be addicted to something, then, then being addicted to a, a recovery program is a better thing to be addicted to than whatever it is you were struggling with before. But, man, I, my goal is to help people get, you know, out of their struggle and become, you know, go on and, and, and move on with their lives. You know, we have a lot of people that show up here on Mondays to our program and are involved and that's great and i love having those people and they and some people you know and they just hang around and that's great too i want them to hang around but if they if they feel complete and decide to move on with their life and feel like on monday nights that that they they don't have to be here every monday in order to to function in society man that's a win for me yeah, that's our goal <laughs> yeah like i i don't want i don't want I don't want, you know, victims and, and people that are addicted to the program. I want people to, to succeed. I want people to, to grow and develop and, and to heal 
and be able to move on. And so, yeah, that, that should be the, you know, the question we're asking ourselves is why do I still feel this need to do that thing? If, if, you know, if it's, if it's a program, something like that, if, or if it, if it is maybe something that maybe that's what we would consider uh, productive or, you know, a positive thing, but if we're taking it to an extreme, then we got to start asking ourselves, man, why, why do I still need to do this? Why do I still feel like I have to do this? Because if I don't do this thing, then I'm going to go right back to this other thing. Then that, that, that should be a red flag for you that, that there's some root causes there that we haven't dealt with and that we need to deal with. Um, just because it's, it's a positive, what would, you know, culture would consider a positive thing like exercise or attending a recovery program or, I mean, I don't know, there's, there's all sorts of other different ways that, that an addiction or a struggle can manifest itself that, that it would appear positive on the surface. If that's, if that's you or you're in that situation, like I said, we got to ask ourselves, well, well, why am I still feeling this way? And what is it that, that's down there that we still haven't deal, dealt with? And actually, and today, you know, our, our main takeaway is, is just, it's like the title of this lesson in the book is, is realize. Realize that whatever it is you're struggling with is a symptom of, the, of your root cause problem. Uh, in, in future lessons and future podcasts, we're going to talk about how do we kind of get down to that. So I don't, I don't want to just think, think, I don't want you to think that we're just going to leave you hanging like, Hey, you figured it out for yourself. We'll talk to you later. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about it, but today your take, your takeaway is to just to, to kind of do some self-reflection and say, okay, what, why am I always trying to change the way I feel? What, what, what need am I trying to satisfy here? Do I, is it, do, do I have a need of feeling, um, you know, unloved or I'm feeling a lack of purpose or lack of worth? Is there a deep seated cause or, and, or, because both of these things can be true at the same time. Is there a, a, a repetitive, um, daily stressor that I'm experiencing it, you know, whether it be a relationship, you know, like a, a marital relationship or my kids and you know, is there a conflict, a constant conflict in my marital relationship that I'm trying to, you know, I come home from work, we get in a fight and I go to the bar, you know, that's like the, the, the daily, you know, rinse and repeat thing that happens at my house is that, okay, so what, what's going on there with our relationship that we need to deal with? You know, th those are the kind of things that we're looking for today is that we ask ourselves what's going on here, you know, in my past that I'm still struggling with and what's going on in my daily life that I'm still, that, that's causing me to, to push me into a, a sense of that I need to change the way I'm feeling. Yeah. And when it's, uh, when it comes to this, uh, root cause, so you've got, however it's manifesting, whatever the problem is, both of those have something in common. And it's the fact that we need to look at them through the lens of truth. Um, that again, uh, you may be coming home and having half a dozen beers every night and culture says that's okay. You've had a bad day. You deserve, you know, 24 cold ones, um, and, <laughs> you know, or whatever. But, but the truth of the matter is we need to begin to not only understand that, hey, these are problems or, um, you know, the way that I'm, I'm handling all my stressor is a problem. We have to look at that to the truth because, again, culture will say this is okay. This is okay. This is okay. And so where do we find that truth? You know, again, um, we make no bones about it. We're unapologetically Christ-centered. And so um, we believe 100% that, that everything we do in recovery needs to be looked at through the lens of, of God's word and, and living and endeavoring to live a life like Christ lived. And so a um, couple things as we close today, 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 says this, all scripture is inspired by God. And so when we're talking about all scripture, that, that would be the canon of our Bible, our, our Old Testament, our New Testament. That's what we're talking about here. Um, and so not, not the, uh, 
Uh, I won't go there. I, I was going to go in a bad place, so I'm going to keep that off. <laughs> we don't need those yeah. kind of emails. Yeah, I don't need that kind of email. That's so. a different podcast, <laughs> so we're going to start. <laughs> Second Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Now, I want to stop there. Anytime I read this um, to anybody, I want to point out something. Again, culture not only says that, that hey, it's okay to... You know, if you're unsatisfied, you know, scroll on Instagram and check out women 24-7. Have a bunch of beers. Go to the casino. Um, spend all your money. It's okay as long as you feel good, you know. So we need to find truth. Um, but culture simultaneously tells us, hey, Christians just want you to feel bad about yourself. And it's just God's got the Bible. You know, it's okay sometimes. But, you know, it just really just uh, wants to condemn you um, to hell and all that. But um, it's, it's useful to teach us what is true. Um, well, we need to know what's true. We need to know what it's true when it comes to whatever, you know, is below the surface. And we need to know what's true when it comes to, to what's right or wrong. And it's useful to teach us what is wrong in our lives. And it's not so we can feel like trash. It's so that we can be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. That, that the goal here, um, God's goal um, for our lives is, is for, for the better. It's not to keep you from having fun. It's not to withhold anything from you. It's actually that the exact opposite. It's um, so that we can have our best lives. We can glorify God in everything that we do, and we can experience something better. I always liken this to my children. You know, I want my children to know when they're doing something wrong, and I want them to know truth, not because I hate them, but because I love them. Not because I want to limit them, because I want to see them to grow to the to their full potential. And so all scripture is inspired by God. It's useful to teach us what is true and to help us to realize what is wrong in our lives so we can continue to be better. It corrects us when we're wrong. Correction sucks. It does. I'm not going to lie. I mean, <laughs> no. No, nobody likes to be corrected. And, and sometimes it's hard that, you know, when I'm reading God's word and it's just like, oh, all right, yeah. Thanks, you know. It's a good thing I'm right all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. That's my uh, life. <laughs> um, and so it's a hard thing to do, but but God's word there, when it comes to realizing, you know, that that what we're doing is wrong and that there's a root cause, we need to have this element of truth. Um, so it corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. And so moving forward, identifying what are these truths, man? What, like what's driving you? It's a lie. You've bought into a lie. You've you've missed your purpose. You fail to realize your identity. Turn to God's word um, so you can know what's true. You can realize what's wrong in your life. Life, receive the correction, you know, loving parents correct their children. God's a loving father. He corrects us out of love, corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what's right. So it's not that he's just whipping us and beating us and not giving us direction or something. It's like, this is your next step. This is where you need to go. Um, and then God uses it to prepare. I love that. Prepare and equip. Prepare and equip. I want to be prepared. I want to be equipped. Um, you know, last week we talked about how, um, you know, <laughs> Paul uh, likened our Christian walk to, to a race, to, to, to endurance and, and to training. And, and here we have Paul talking to Timothy and he's saying to, to be prepared and equipped. I would never have stepped out on a football field in high school without a helmet and pants. Um, Look, I get the snot knocked out of me. I mean, and we go to life and we're like, oh, I've got these problems. And, and we leave God's word out of it. And, and it's, the, it's the exact thing that we need. It, it is our preparation. It's our equipment to do what? To do every good work. And when we're trapped in addiction, when we're lost in our struggles, that we're, we're not doing good work. We're lost. And then God's like, hey, listen, everything you need, 
moving forward is right here. I, I want I want to help you to realize where you're wrong, that you're missing it here, so you can experience the fullness of life. I want to help you to realize what lies you've bought into, where you've missed truth, so that you can live differently and you can you can do the good work that I've that I've called you to. You can experience something different. Um, Jesus, you know, uh, he he's talking. Uh, it's in Matthew, I believe, and he says, you know, come to me, all you who are weak and weary, um, and, and take my yoke upon you, um, because I'll give you rest. Like my yoke is is light; it's easy to bear. Um, and that was the Aaron paraphrase version. Um, but um, <laughs> but again, it just speaks to the fact that that we go through life stuck, struggling doing all of these things, trying to fill the God-sized hole in our lives. And, and the whole time, God's like, like, you moron, what are you doing? Like, come <laughs> over here. Like, I've got, I've got the answers. Stop getting drunk. Stop going to the casino. Stop you know, doing these things and just come over here. Ignore culture. I know culture's telling you it's hard, that it's wrong, that Christians just want you to feel like trash. Come over here so I can give you a better way. And... Um, and this is so important to just begin to to endeavor to 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 live differently. Do you have anything you want to add on that? I no. kind of went down a rabbit hole there, but no, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and keep going with you on that rabbit hole because I, you know, that that is I mean, like like I was talking at the beginning. Um, you know, nowadays, just the way our society is, is built, we're in a constant, just constant. Uh, state of stress for the most part you know we're in a constant need of changing our sense you know how we feel because we're constantly feeling stressed or depressed or you know a number of things and um and then on the flip side of that we're in a culture where they're, they're more than happy to give you anything and everything you need to make yourself feel better about it you know so whether it's it's you know food that's been you know just loaded with sugar and butter and fat and all the stuff that it's makes my it favorite taste kind good. of food. I know it's <laughs> yeah it's I mean it's 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 geared to make you want to eat as much as you can and you know and always come back to it uh we have you know all the drugs you know prescription and not drugs that you can to change the way we feel um all these things to to change the way I feel and that's culture culture is trying to to fulfill this role of of giving us fulfillment and we always have to keep coming back to it because there's no there's no satisfying from from culture, you know. We like I said, continuing down this rabbit hole. If you, I mean, you look at you know, culture really started to dominate. Uh, w w there was a shift in our society here in America, right? Like in the back back in the in the '60s, you know, when the, the advent of of everybody getting a television and the culture becoming so much more prominent, you know, Hollywood and movies and TV and then music. And, um, you know, we follow that and then we see the internet and, and then um, we're, we're, we're just constantly getting bombarded, bombarded and, and everything we know about how we view things, right? So like relationships, you know, being married, the, the value of being married um, and living, you know, and being monogamous and, um, you know, what, what, what our beliefs about sex and those kinds of things, like all that is either coming from one or two places, right? Either our culture or our faith. Right. And, and unfortunately, you know, even more so today, you see where cultures infiltrated our beliefs about our faith, you know, where we kind of pick and choose what we what we believe out of the Bible and whatever makes us comfortable. We like those parts of the Bible and whichever ones make us uncomfortable, you know, that contradict what we want to believe that we've gotten from culture. We don't believe those things in the Bible. And w um, what we find is, you know, as we've moved more into 
believing and, and buying in the lie that culture tells us, which is basically do whatever you need to to feel good all the time. I mean, right? Like yeah. Sleep with whoever you need to, eat whatever you want to, uh, decide what your you know biology is depending on the day I mean whatever makes you feel happy that's good do that has how has that been working out for us yeah. I mean like as we moved like I said where you see that onset you know like I said back in the late 50s early 60s to today as we moved our 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 attention and our focus and our fulfillment over onto that cultural side that again doesn't ever give us actual fulfillment how has that worked out for society I, I don't I don't think that that's really working out as well for us as we no, thought it's not. it would. It, is, it just keeps getting further and further away. And, and it's because, again, we keep trying to fill that God-sized hole with, with all, of, all of man's creations. See, I took my kids to the aquarium the other day. There's, there was a freaking mini bar there. The aquarium's <laughs> not even that big. And, and we're in a place and culture where people can't walk their family <laughs> to the aquarium without getting, what, half lit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the same thing with the movie theater. Sharks are more interesting <laughs> if I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like we're we're just at a place that yeah. um, main culture says, yeah, yeah, just overindulge, overindulge. That that's your answer. That that that's the problem, and and really this lesson is just about realizing no, that yeah. that's not it. That you stop, stop, stop yeah. doing that. Stop, stop following culture's way, and, and you realize that there's other issues. You should be able to go to the aquarium with your family <laughs> w without you know. Getting a cocktail. <laughs> I, I need a drink after I pay those prices to get in the aquarium. Maybe that's what it is. So <laughs> that would make more sense. Yeah, after you pay for the aquariums, like, oh, yeah. here's a stiff one to make you feel better yeah. about what we just did to you. Yeah. But I can't imagine what the cost of that drink is. Yeah, it's yeah. probably a lot more. Yeah. But you know, that. Uh, need a second drink just to, to justify paying for the first one. <laughs> yeah. But to kind of tie that back together, in um, if we can, um, <laughs> it, it's the story in the Bible where Jesus talks to the lady at the well. Uh, where you know she she's she's on uh, what husband number five five yeah and um, she's she's there in the middle of the day because she's kind of uh, an outcast from her society because she's she's living outside of kind of the norms and the values of the the culture there of, of their more religious culture yeah. nowadays if you're doing it right you, you're you're the outcast yeah right? yeah she's <laughs> yeah she would be totally yeah she'd be accept, accepted today in, in what she was doing but. Uh, he he finds her there. She's middle of the day because she's kind of the outcast because she's outside of the normal religious values and norms that, of the of the time. And and he, and he he's like, why do you want to keep you know? Why are you interested in this water that you will, will keep you'll you'll always thirst for? Right? It'll never. It, his point is it'll never satisfy you. And he tells her, you know, I offer you water that, that you'll never be thirsty again. You know, he and that's what we're talking about here. That's the the lesson here is that. You know, true fulfillment is going to come from Jesus Christ, right? It, that fulfillment for love, worth, value, purpose, all those things that you're doing all these other things for to try to satisfy that need, that comes from Jesus. And until we fill that hole, until we fill that that void that you have, you're always going to try to self-medicate with whatever it is that, you know, you find. And again, there's such a, such a, a plethora of things that the world and culture will offer you and, and you can take those things and take them and take them and take them and, and it will never satisfy you. You'll just always have to go back to the well to get to pull more from. Um, and, and until we until we address that root cause, until we fill that void, that's what that's where we're going to always be.
Yeah. Um, Romans 8, 6, to, to really speak to this, it says this, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. And so that that's letting your flesh, you know, filling those God-sized holes with, with things of this world, um, whether it's, you know, drugs, alcohol, working out, casino, I mean, whatever it is. Um, when we do that, when we look to the world to, to address that underlying cause to, you know, fill that hole or whatever, that leads to death. But he continues, he says, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. And this is exactly what we're talking about. We need to identify those areas where we're letting our sinful nature control us and and to justify our actions. And we need to move away from that and just give it all over to God and allow the spirit to control our mind um, so that we can be led to life and to peace. And so again, um, as, as we talk about these things, I want to direct you to our, our YouTube channel that we have playlists on there. And so if you want to check out more content on um, addressing the root causes, realizing that that everything you do is a result of, of something that's underneath, underlying. Um, be sure to check us out on YouTube. The playlist make it super simple um, to find content that focuses exactly on, on what you want it to. And then don't forget that we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. Um, you can check us out on uh, your favorite podcast channel as you should be doing right now. <laughs> um, and then as always, man, if you if you need somebody to, to, to journey with you, to pray with you, to be there for you, reach out to us uh, personally. You can contact us uh, at our church office here. It's 918-283-2221. Um, you can email us at info at cedarpoint.church or you can email me personally at aaron at cedarpoint.church. And then so Caleb can get harassed too here pretty soon. Uh, we're going to get him a, a church <laughs> email church. Um, just for um, hateful emails. I'll just send us directly. To forward to Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, we're, uh, we are grateful that you guys have just, uh, that you've stuck it out this far. Um, um, as we just wrapped up episode yeah. six, we promise we'll continue to try to get better. You, ju uh, you just have to stick it out another 11 months. Yeah. Right. 11 months. Give us a year. Yeah. Give us a year. <laughs> and we, we, we promise not to suck too bad at the end of that year. Yeah. <laughs> and make sure to, to, to leave us a, a review. Um, we, we really got to do better about asking that at the beginning because yeah. I think our likelihood of getting five stars at, by the end is going to be yeah, increased. After we. But, but yeah, angry. five stars is the appropriate number of stars if you're going to give us a review. Yeah. And if, if you're not going to give us that, then you're probably too busy to leave us a review. So just yeah. move on with your life. If you're going to give less than five, go review somebody else. Yeah. yeah. So go, go leave it on Joe Rogan's podcast. Well, we love you guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll catch you right back here next week.